Welcome to the FP Network, a collection of podcasts for our Five Points family designed to help us treasure Jesus together through worship, community, discipleship, and mission. All right, well, welcome into last week, this week. My name is Drew, and I have the honor and privilege of serving as lead pastor here at Five Points, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Travis the Man Rhodes. Stop it. So honored to be with you guys this week. It's great to be back on the podcast. Thanks for having us this week, guys. Awesome. And our pastor for community and discipleship, Andrew, uh, the likes vanilla Dr. Pepper, Sheely. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is that is how I'm known around. Cher- cherry vanilla Dr. Cherry Pepper. Vanilla, oh, Dr. I messed Pepper. it up. Yeah, that's Dog all right. Doggone it. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, guys, it's a, a big very moment. special guest with us today. Andrew, do you want to introduce our guest? You all know her. You all love her, Miss Billy Ann Wallace. Yeah, Yay! come on, give it up. Glad to be here. Welcome so to the show, Miss Billy Ann. It Thank is an you. honor to have you. All right. Well, guys, as always, we're going to start off with our question of the week, and I am particularly excited for this question. You guys ready for it? Here we go. It's a big moment right here. All right. Let's try it out. A little nervous. Name a hidden talent that you have. A hidden talent? talent yes I, okay I, I need a hidden talent that's what right. i need i'm gonna be open and authentic about this this may seem like a strange hidden talent but it's just the one the lord gave me okay um i, I, I can't like draw like an artist that's not my hidden talent my hidden talent believe it or not is some a part of landscaping i know that's really strange and i know mm. that's completely out of left field but one of my hidden talents and one thing that I seriously enjoy doing is landscaping. And I know that that's nice. one of these odd things that are in the vault that a lot of people don't know. And so if you're listening to um, our podcast, uh, you're getting to hear what I don't tell a lot of people, which is one of my <laughs> hidden talents. And, and actually, I, I've had people uh, in the past talk to me about like doing landscaping for their yard because uh, it's one of those things I really enjoy doing so there you go that's my authentic answer okay um of landscaping so what's like your favorite part of landscaping honestly the my favorite part when um, working with landscaping is having a blank canvas and then the design part yeah and so i like being able to take it and design it and that is something that uh, i guess my mother kind of pressed upon me because she was very much loved being landscaping and different things and uh, so it's one of those things that just stuck with me. So I like to hidden talent that a lot of people don't know about me is I enjoy landscaping. So nice. There you go. I like All it. Right. I like it. And I'll talk to you this spring. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> Andrew, what is one of your hidden talents, brother? Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a difficult question for me. I don't have a, a go-to answer. Uh, my wife can say the ABCs backwards flawlessly. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Uh, that is so impressive. I can barely say the ABCs Right no, way. I relate. I relate. <laughs> as, a, as a hat tip to Gracie, um, I don't know. This is super lame. I I really nerd out over productivity things. Uh, so ah, yes, you. Do. I don't know if you call that a hidden talent or more just a sad obsession. Uh, but I uh, I love all things productivity. So if you've got uh, if you've got an app or a tool or anything that you use that you're like this is changed my life and the way I do things. I want to hear about it. So, so is it fair to say that if you need an app, 
for oh, productivity. That's, that's, come that's, see. That's probably also the the better way to Pastor say it Shealy. is is if you want a yeah. consult, um, I would be happy to give you okay. a, that's a, good. a a consult. This is good. This is good information. What's your top three apps like organizational apps? Yeah. So I mean, I. Uh, so if you want to kind of break it down into task, calendar, and um, kind of information management. Uh, so I, task, I use Todoist. Um, uh, calendaring, I mean, pretty simple, but Google Calendar. Uh, but I live by that. I live by my, my calendar. So I, I time block everything. Uh, everything's color coordinated according to what type of task or work it is or event. And then... Um, uh, information. Uh, so I kind of go between uh, a tool called Notion uh, and then a another product called Evernote. So those are kind of my top. Wow, um, I'm top highly four. impressed. Yeah, wow, it's good. And we've we've only just begun. Like yeah. uh, Drew on. himself is a Trello guy, and I just uh, you know I've got to give him <laughs> a little bit of shade for that. So. <laughs> Trello, Trello. Yep. All right, I like it. Good, good deal, guys. All right, uh, I'll go ahead and say mine, and then we will save the best for oh, last. Okay, this is gonna be great. All right, you guys ready for this? I'm ready. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. Uh, my hidden talent is I'm really good at fixing toilets. Well, I didn't see that coming. I, <laughs> I am. I am. I you see took you me now t- with your head in the car. <laughs> <laughs> you took me too. Hey, he might say that he like DJs or music. No, and no. then you no, went none straight of that. plumbing. None of that. Straight plumbing. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I have, I have, uh, uh, I've spent a lot of time fixing fixing toilets, wow. and um, and so, and, and I think I've gotten it down pretty well on, on how to do that. So. Yeah, there you go. I, th- I think that one might be lamer than yours, Andrew, so you should feel good, buddy. <laughs> so if you're in need from a landscaping, plumbing, or technology uh, aspect, we, we, got, we got you. We, we got, got you got covered. Down. But here we go, Miss we'll, Billy We'll Ann. round it out right now I'm with so Miss Billy Ann. I'm so excited about this. Redeem us, Miss Billy <laughs> I don't think I can. You remember, I'm an old woman. Uh, I thought of hidden talents, and I said, well, I would like to say I am a gourmet cook. Mm. But not so. Uh, I would like to say I'm a master gardener, which would kind of help with Travis. That'd be great. But that's Wayne's job. (laughs) And I could say I was an accomplished pianist, but that's not true either. But I do play the piano. Oh, Oh, nice. I did play the piano. You know, that's one of those talents you have to practice. That's amazing. And I haven't practiced in several years. Yeah, it's kind of like fixing toilets. But I... I was, <laughs> I could do that. So I guess that's a hidden talent because nobody knows it. I, that's I pretty amazing. Yeah, I would be afraid cool. they would ask me to play. <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. That is. Um, that's way better than me saying landscaping. So. <laughs> well, I kind of think of that as an arm of art. It is. I, so and that may be why I'm so drawn to it. So yeah. um, that's phenomenal. So you, look. You even use the term canvas. It does. Like it does canvas. feel that way. Like yeah. I kind of looked at it that way. Even when we bought our house, I kind of looked at it. and went, "Wow, look at the potential." So it's just one of those things. Uh, it's very neat. That's awesome, though. Piano. That's really cool. I wish I could have learned how to play the piano. Mm. Um, I wish I had practiced. I could mm. practice one week, just once a week, and when I went, my teacher would be so impressed. Huh. Yeah, if I practice four or five times a week, I might have. <laughs> when you've got it, you got it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, excellent, guys. Well, let's go ahead and uh, pivot to last week at five points. And so, uh, guys, I think the main thing that I want to highlight is that we, meaning these three right here, Travis, Andrew, alongside of uh, John and a few of our members, we went over to Sandy Springs, Georgia uh, for 
uh, just an opportunity to learn more about uh, elder plurality and those kind of things. That's something that we've been talking about. So you guys have anything from the weekend that you want to share? Yeah, just um, all in all, it was a great weekend to go and learn and grow and uh, just to see some amazing things, um, you know, and, and just the opportunity to learn and grow from those and to uh, just really enjoy that, just really enjoy the way God allowed us to see the things that we could could grow and learn from in our own walk and then as a church body it's just it's really neat so yeah. very grateful and thankful for that opportunity yeah i um and i had a really just fantastic time uh, this weekend over in in georgia and uh, i think part of it was just being encouraged by other pastors so getting to spend that time with other men who are laboring in gospel work and uh, particularly within the context of a local church and just getting to hear from them learn from them um, see their example, um, see their humility, see even just the, the things that they have baked into their life that are, are contributing to their ministry. And I was, I was just very challenged by that. Um, and just uh, seeing the way that they think about church and um, just mm-hmm. the various kind of practices of the church and how to, how to actually um, make sure that, you know, our, our local gatherings are, are filled with, with healthy practices. And so, um, I was I was humbled as as someone who is a, a pastor here uh, talking alongside fellow pastors, uh, but then even as someone who is laboring uh, for the the growth and the the building up of of Christ Church, uh, I was just really I mean very much helped on just even a practical level about how to think through things biblically and, and getting to see that played out. So had a had a fantastic time and uh, couldn't have picked a better group of people to go with. So grateful mm, for amen, our, our uh, the men from our church that got to take part in that. Yeah, for sure. And I'll just echo both of what you guys said. Um, the only bad thing about Georgia is that it's on Eastern time. I'm just not a fan of Eastern time. Oh, <laughs> that, see, that, that like, mess with me just a little bit. I, when, you're, when you're waking up at 6 o'clock Eastern time and then you realize it's 5 o'clock back home, you know, that, that always tends to hit you a little differently. I didn't know jet lag was possible for a one-hour difference, but it is. It is very real. Very real. I would agree. That's so interesting because I was just in my element. I I loved the the time change because oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's so that was that's that was home to me for yeah. I mean up and up until six months ago. Yeah. Uh, so it's mm. I've been I've been kind of feeling a little bit of that tension in reverse being here in Central Time Zone <laughs> for the past six months and going there for the weekend. I was like, yes, this is this is the correct well, time. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So well, what I want to know is, did y'all stop it? Bucky's coming. Um, in I think Miss Billy Ann, I can address this uh, gentleman. <laughs> I, I, can, I can take this question, Miss Billy Ann. With a passionate, wholeheartedly, yes, we did. And and I will just let you know that Pastor Drew, I think, is about to show you some visual footage of what happened when we stopped at Bucky's, <laughs> um, because you could not have planned anything better than us stopping at Bucky's in the church bus, getting out, having a conversation about Bucky's before we even got there, and then this happened. Miss Billy Ann, would you like to describe what you're looking at right there? Well. Bucky has his arms around two gentlemen. It appears one is Drew, the lead pastor at Five Points Baptist. It would, it would appear that way. And the other is Travis yeah, it would, Rhodes, yes. the children's minister. That's that's right. I will take full responsibility for being part of this. But 
I don't see anything uh, in the background that would intimidate y'all, so I guess you're okay. I, th I think we're good. You know, there was a long line of children waiting, but we made sure that we got to the front of the line. I was so we about could to say, I'm ashamed to say that we told children, <laughs> hey, get in line. <laughs> we did. No. We made sure we got that picture. That's for you. Uh, so <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's great, guys. Well, yeah, it was definitely, I was encouraged this weekend, and, uh, and it was a good time. And now we're happy to be back in Northport, Alabama, which that's if right. I could live anywhere in the world would be right here, Amen. as we found out in episode two. Okay, so uh, other things going on last week is uh, Jeremy Hudson filled the pulpit for us, uh, student pastor over at Emmanuel from 2 Samuel chapter 2, so that was cool. And uh, this week at Five Points, uh, Lord willing, we're going to be back in the Gospel of John. That's right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Woohoo for John. Uh, we'll be finishing up chapter 3, uh, verses 22 to 36, where some of John's disciples uh, start to get a little bit jealous that more people are going to Jesus to be baptized. And John says, hey, hey, that was kind of the whole point of me coming. That's right. <laughs> We're glad they're going to Jesus now, guys, so we can calm down. So that's what we'll be looking at together uh, this week um, in our preaching. And uh, other things this week is we have a team to El Salvador that just landed in El Salvador as of the time of this recording, about, what, half hour or 45 about minutes About half hour ago. That's yeah, right. So that's, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah, so who all is involved in that team? Do we know off the top of our heads? Um, we didn't put this in the notes, so I'm not sure if we can remember we've everyone got, who is. We've got Arnie. Um, Arnie is on that team. Uh, John, um, Daryl. Yeah. Tommy. Uh, Tommy's there. Tommy's on the on site, yeah. And some, David some, Brasher, I believe. David Brasher. Yeah. Is that everyone for this trip? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not there either. May be, there may be one. That was a very unfair there. question in the moment. Just put everybody in the room on the spot. But <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. And Bucky. Uh, and Bucky himself. has also made it. Bucky wants We're to see. We're praying for all of them. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Whoever yes. they are. The, they are known to the Lord. And so make sure that you're in prayer for that team this week, that, um, that our brothers and sisters in El Salvador would be built up in Christ, but then also that um, soft hearts uh, would be there. Uh, to receive the gospel. That's right. And so we're excited for that team and excited that they were able to arrive today. Uh, also, midweek at Five Points kicks back off. Pastor Andrew, you want to tell us a little bit about what we're going to be looking at this Wednesday? Yeah, so after a two-week hiatus, um, our Habits of Grace study is going to resume on Wednesday night, and we will be talking about corporate prayer. Uh, so nice. we are in a, a six-week study right now on the, the discipline of prayer. Uh, so two weeks ago, or th three weeks ago, we looked at uh, kind of personal private prayer, and now we're going to look at uh, how does it, what does it mean to pray with God's people, to labor with other believers in the act of prayer. Mm. So uh, really looking forward to, to that uh, time. Usually when we think of the spiritual discipline of prayer, we only think of it as an individual discipline, but to actually kind of... Uh, expand that out and say this is what it looks like though to pray with your church family you know yeah absolutely I think it's interesting that you know even in Jesus's model prayer for us he uses the word our father and forgive mm. our sins and us and we <coughs> and our and so uh, even Jesus in teaching his disciples how to pray viewed it as a corporate discipline so That's right. That's good. Um, That's yeah right. looking forward to talking about that a little bit more yeah, yeah. that's awesome um, so if you haven't been a part of that study, this is a great time to jump on, uh, jump on that train. Sorry, guys, I got a little bit of a dry throat today. Give me just one sec. So, <laughs> goodness, I'm gonna need another peppermint. There <laughs> if you no go. one's calling That's it. There. All right. Uh, also on the menu for tonight, uh, baked potato bar with all the fixins, and it does say fixins. There's no G in the bulletin. I love that. <laughs> um, and uh, and of course dessert or pizza for uh, the rest. And so. Um, Hey, we want to give a quick shout out to our kitchen crew. 
Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Aren't they, those guys something? They're look, awesome. and Miss Millian, I know you can speak to this. How, their dedication, and not just on Wednesday night for the Wednesday night meal, but before they ever get here, do you want to shed some light on that? What happens where they're here on Wednesday night cooking for individuals that may not be able to make it on Wednesday night? Oh, well, I know they come in early, and sometimes they come the day before, but they have meals ready for lots of people that That's we right. take to the homebound and et cetera. Plus, every week they take food to hospice. That's right. That's so cool. In addition to fixing meals for us That's here amazing. at the church plant. So. That's amazing. Uh, they're, they're a real close-knit group. They are. They really are. They're like a yeah. fraternity. <laughs> and, and now, as I like I to like say it, it I, I like, like to it. say some of the best cooks in the state of Alabama. You just got to right. throw that in there. Yes. Right. They really are, guys. I'm telling you, like, the mm-hmm. quality of the food on Wednesday night is amazing. top-notch. It is. I mean, it is. Especially good. for the price. Yeah. That's right. 100%. So, That's right. yeah. So here's a good opportunity to get involved in Bible study, get involved in enjoying a baked potato with all the fixings. If you haven't done that, come this Wednesday night. We'd love to see you here. Uh, Travis, I feel like there's something going on Saturday. You know, is there, is there a thing happening? I know that you already are experiencing the, the love that you have for pollen as you have that dry cough. So we want to go ahead and help you out just a little bit more with that. Um, so get your peppermint ready uh, for Sunday because Saturday, April the 1st from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., uh, we're going to be at Griffin Farms for our spring fling. Uh, it's we're gonna have a good time. There's picnic tables. There's animals. There's zip line, rock wall. Uh, we're praying about the weather, and the Lord seems to have helped us with that and clearing out some rain and some oh, different excellent. things. Oh, I haven't checked the weather yet. So but. we're hoping that right now it's looking like we're clearing up. It's okay. something we've been praying about, and uh, so we're excited. But we'll also have Taco Mama, um, and we want. Wait a minute. Yeah. Did I you say I, Taco Mama? And I think I need to clarify. Also, not only will we just have Taco Mama, we will have the street corn. From Taco mm. Mama, the queso from the Taco official, Mama, the official corn of Five Points Baptist Church. All oh, the corn. fixing, yeah. So <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna be a fun time, and also I just want to make sure that um, everyone knows to bring your uh, Easter egg basket that you want to hunt eggs with, because at the end mm. we're gonna have an egg hunt, and uh, so please come and join us. I for will that. definitely bring my basket. Thank you. Yeah, shout out to that. all the people that have been uh, making the eggs and fixing the eggs for us, and. And I know Miss Billy Ann experienced that with some ladies firsthand. So, uh, so how many eggs did y'all Lots of eggs. I have um, no idea. We, well, and here's the count. Here's the official count. If everything goes correct, we will have 4,500 Easter eggs to hunt at Griffin wow. Farms come Saturday. So we wow. are very excited. Uh, yeah, you guys did stuff a lot of eggs. <laughs> Want to make that clear. We got a lot of people that have been working together on that, and we're extremely thankful and for... And there's some chocolate in those eggs. There, are, there is. There, and there's some special prizes. There may be a toy. There's um, even some Reese's pieces. No, th- this is true. This is true. So what get about, out there. And, uh, get well, cards not to pieces, but... Well, if they're, and, and, and we're not doing the we'll adult work. Easter egg hunt yet, but if, if we were, <laughs> Pastor Drew, there would be gift cards to Bucky's. All right. So, next year. Next year. Next year. We'll put you that on the docket. First. That's right. No more trips to Georgia for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's so good. All right. Well, we also uh, are beginning a new month uh, this, well, Saturday, April 1st. That's how we're going to kick it off. Uh, but then April 2nd being the first Sunday of the month means that it's going to be another missions moment in our the life of our church. And so this Sunday, we're going to be talking about the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. And so the, one of the reasons why we have Miss Billy Ann in, uh, into the show today, number one is because she's super cool. But then number two is because she knows quite a bit about Miss Annie Armstrong. And so we wanted to give you just a sec, Miss Billy Ann, to just talk to us about, okay, I'm, I'm just a regular church member. I'm not very steeped in Southern Baptist life, though. Who is Annie Armstrong? 
Well, you know, Annie Armstrong didn't want to be a Baptist either. <laughs> so she started out thinking she wanted to be a Presbyterian. Wow. wow. I did not but know she that. ended up a Baptist. Okay. And neither did Lottie Moon want to be a Baptist. Something really? about us Baptists. Or the yeah. Jetsons, so. I mean, it's uh, our, our best missionaries were <laughs> formerly not Baptistic. That's true, funny. True, true. Uh, Annie Walker Armstrong. Uh, was born in 1850, and she died in 1938. Uh, she was born in Baltimore to a wealthy family, and you'll hear later they must have been wealthy. Uh, but as a teenager, the Civil War was going on, mm-hmm. and her father had passed away when she was 18 months old, so the mother w- did an outstanding job with the children, uh, and Annie took after her mother, Mm -hmm. Uh, because she was very determined. Wow. Uh, Sometimes almost to her detriment. But um, there was a lot of stress and strain at the time when she was growing up. So uh, this attribute of being determined was most helpful for her because she was 20 years old when she became a Christian. And at the time, women couldn't vote back then. Women couldn't say anything out loud, couldn't speak in, up at a meeting or anything. So it, it it took being determined for her to be as successful mm-hmm. as she was in the mission field. Uh, she became the first corresponding secretary of Women's Missionary Union. This She helped to start the WMU in 1888. Uh, And notice that she was, at that time, they were called the corresponding secretary. And corresponding, she did. Uh, There were no computers in that day and age, so she did a lot of letter writing to support the cause of missions. Um, She uh, actually initiated the weeks of prayer for our both home, as it was called then, North American now, and foreign international missions now. She instituted the weeks of prayer for those. Uh, did a lot of um, communicating, I bet, with Lottie Moon because mm. she was only 10 years younger than Lottie. Mm. So while Lottie was in China, Annie was here trying to raise funds and support for missions, not only internationally, but here at home. And first off, of course, she got everybody rallied up in the state of Maryland. and. I thought as I was looking over this material and how many letters she wrote over 18,000 letters one year to pastors and others trying to gain support funds, not only funds, but people that would go, Mm -hmm. and of course prayer. Uh, And I thought, man, she'd like to have a cell phone and she'd have to have unlimited texting. That's right. (laughs) But how easy it would, would be for her. Uh, about three or four years before she died, a group of ladies came to her and told her that they were going to name the home mission offering, uh, the North American mission offering, uh, after her. Uh, and so that was a blessing that she knew that her legacy was going to live on even oh. after she died. Uh, so I was grateful they decided to do it before she did pass away. Uh, but she spent her whole life ministering to children immigrants, the poor. I guess you could say she really was a church planter 
back in her day because she helped start a church in Oklahoma for the Native Americans. Uh, and even there in her own Maryland, she worked ministering with the African-American community. And she did all of this for all these years and accepted no salary. Wow. Oh, wow. I, that's pretty amazing. Uh, a couple of little things that I earlier was showing you a picture of. There's only one photo available uh, for us to be able to see what Annie Armstrong looked like because she, somebody made fun of her the first picture she ever had made and she said, well, she would not call attention uh, to herself by ever <laughs> having mm -hmm. one made it. And it took a lot of persuasion to get her to s sit for this one picture that we see uh, <laughs> on the internet and whatever. But she was uh, a very pretty woman. And another interesting fact, she was six foot tall. Get out of oh, here. Oh, wow. And I thought about Lottie, who was four foot two, and Annie, six wow. foot. But these were two really major women in well, our mission. Well, and I wonder, too, history. like the average height of Americans, I think, has gone up. So six foot would be tall for a woman today, obviously, but I think it would have been uh, quite tall then, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I suppose when she walked in the room, she did make a statement. <laughs> wow. And now, and I can, you know, I've got to throw this in here. As a person that um, has a sixth grade photo of me in elementary school that I wish I never would have took another picture after, uh, I can greatly appreciate that. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. And I, I think what's really cool, I, I've never um, really thought about that connection between her and Mighty Moon and how that she, and that there could have been a connection with that. You know, and she's the one who, now Chris should be here. He can't remember this. I have to tell him <laughs> and then he forgets. <laughs> <laughs> but Annie is the one who suggested they name the Christmas International Week of Prayer at Christmas time to name the offering the Lottie Moon Christmas oh, wow. offering. So oh, that's yeah, there was a connection. There's really that's neat, neat connection right there. That's neat. That's really neat. That's just a little bit about her. She was yeah. quite a lady. Yeah, that's amazing. And interesting that both she and Lottie, who are key missionaries, I think, from history, historical, historically speaking, uh, they um, both were, um, I forgot my train of thought there. Happens to me every day. Every yeah. day. Welcome every to day. welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I, I have age too. I blame it on y'all. But uh, they they were both uh, very strict in their beliefs. Right. Uh, neither of them ever married, um, and they came to know Jesus later in life. Lottie, like mm -hmm. eighteen, Annie, twenty. Oh. oh wow. My goodness. So. Pretty awesome. Okay, so. Uh, you mentioned just briefly that Annie was involved in maybe home missions effort. So what is this offering that we take up now? What does that go toward? All right. That was Her Spirit Lives On. Uh, and that's through the offering we take every year near Christmas. In fact, uh, Christmas, uh, Easter. Uh, in fact, it's called the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. Uh, normally, the uh, first of March every year we have in back the first Sunday we got the prayer guides for North American missions uh, and we sort of all up to Easter time stress giving to North American missions and it is to support our missionaries 
uh, in Canada and the U.S. In, in our guide, uh, it told us there were over 281 million people in North America without the gospel. Wow. So this offering is wow. very important I mean, that's, that's in that it helps us to support getting the word out. Um, the offering supports over 2,400 missionary families. And I know you may can remember years ago we had 5,000 mm -hmm. uh, North American missionaries. Uh, then it went to 3,000, and now it's down to the latest information I found is 2,400 families uh, that it supports. And 100% of this money goes strictly to help train, uh, provide resources, and salaries for North American missionaries. Somewhere, y'all, I, I don't know how yeah. they can do it. It said the salary was about 30000 They wouldn't be stopping at Bucky's, I don't think. It <laughs> uh, takes a lot of sacrifice yeah. yes. to be a missionary, not only in Annie's day, but also today. Yeah. Uh, I don't so. think we realize um, how vast areas of the United States are in spiritual darkness now. Mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember we uh, did a trip to the Maritime Provinces, and I was so impressed that I saw a lot of Baptist churches, and I really didn't ex expect to see a lot of churches, especially Baptists. But I have no idea what the population, you know, how many people they ministered to. But we did see a lot, and, and that was good to, good to know. So it takes missionaries to be there to help, help those people. Yeah. Uh, Annie's motto was to go forward, and so we... As she mobilized women to do this, this offering can help us uh, to mobilize people to give and to pray and to go. I want us to always remember that none of this goes for overhead, strictly to the missionaries and the resources that they need, their training. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Miss Billy Ann, what is our church goal this year for the Annie Armstrong Easter offering? Drew, I'm always uh, saying we should be embarrassed, <laughs> uh, but if but I was grateful if we did meet our, meet our uh, Lottie Moon goal went yes, we over did. about three or four thousand, yeah, so that was cool. great. So I'm praying we do the same with our Annie Armstrong goal. It's twelve thousand. Um, the convention wide goal is seventy million, but. That's the great thing about the Southern Baptist Convention. We all work together mm -hmm. and are united, and I feel sure we will probably meet this goal, which our 12,000 sounds like only a drop in the bucket to 70 million, but mm -hmm. it takes everybody yeah. doing their part. So united we should uh, be. Uh, and let me tell you how we can give. Uh, you get your offering envelopes. Uh, there's places on there for designated you can do it that way. Uh, there, we have envelopes around the church mm -hmm. that are specifically for the Easter offering. You can write a check. Uh, you can go online mm -hmm. and give. And I, I might remind everyone on our on offering envelopes every month, there's a place for March to Missions. And you can give monthly, and a portion of that will go to Annie Armstrong to Lottie Moon, to Myers Mallory, to World Hunger, Global Hunger, 
and to the Alabama Baptist Children's Home. That's amazing. Uh, it, hmm. There's a percentage, and right off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly what they are, but Amy knows, so she dishes. So when it's time to send the check for Annie Armstrong money, she'll take the monies that have been given throughout the year, and that will it'll be sent then, along with what we give it during the month of March and April. Excellent. Excellent. Well, there you go, folks. That is the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. A little bit of history on Annie. That was just a joy to listen to, Miss Billy Ann. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And um, so yeah, thanks for taking the, the leap of faith and jumping into a room with the three of us to be recorded on a podcast. That's right. <laughs> yes. And that I'd never listened to one, much less participated in Miss Billy Ann is now our number one fan, I do believe. I, I do believe. Yeah. I believe that's that's the fan club. Yeah. Right it's there. It's her and my mom. That's, that's right. Our, our families. They listen. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys, y'all have anything else to share before we call it a close on this one? I don't think so. I think that's uh, that's about it for this week. That sounds uh, good. I think we're ready. Have All right. Get that check written. That's right. That's hey, right. and uh, make sure this Sunday to gather with us. Uh, you'll get to hear from Miss Billy Ann again as we learn even more about Annie Armstrong and our missions moment this coming Sunday. But until that time, God bless you, Miss Billy Ann. Thank you so much yeah. for coming and being yes, with us today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we look forward to having you back again sometime if you'd like to come back. Oh, well, I might. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> but I haven't heard it. <laughs> I think that's what Amanda said, too. Yeah. That, that wasn't bad. <laughs> but I have to listen. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, dear listener, thank you for taking the time to listen. And as always, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, you can be a blessing to us by sharing news about this podcast with other members of our Five Points family. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to Last Week, This Week, a podcast of the FP Network. Join us next week for more news and updates on events here in the life of our church.